hosted by Bobby Enright. Welcome guys to another episode of Reach Your Peak Podcast with your host Bobby Enright. On today's show we're going to talk about the one thing that could be causing you to get a good night's sleep, basically sabotaging your sleep. And this is something that when I'm dealing with clients on a daily basis, that, uh, and especially clients online, when we're talking about, okay, how was your week? We look at the biofeedback markers, and one of the huge biofeedback markers that I, that I track a data on is sleep. What was the quality of the sleep? What was the um, length of your sleep? When did you go to bed? And when did you wake up? So all that data kind of gives me a kind of a, a bigger picture of what your sleep quality is like, and do you have a routine? Now, we all know, and, I've, and there's a previous podcast, guys, you can jump back on there where I talk a little bit about sleep and sleep hygiene. But today, I want to talk about the one thing that maybe you don't realize is causing a negative effect on your sleep pattern, and that's alcohol. So a lot of people come home after a very, very busy day, very, very highly stressed, and they say to themselves, Listen, I'm going to have a drink, I'm just going to have a glass of wine, maybe one or two glasses of wine, or a beer, or something like that, and I'm going to use that as a wind down tool so we have to look at what mechanisms are being utilized in the body when we actually drink alcohol so alcohol we know is a stimulant and it causes the brain to basically release dopamine dopamine is a neurotransmitter that trips the reward circuit making us feel uh, happy and like making us feel good and it's kind of an upregulation of mood but alcohol is also a sedative, and and the problem here is it's that it's the the quality that we 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 want our sleep to be is affected when we drink alcohol. Now, when we look at the science behind alcohol and sleep, it's a, the mechanisms are a little bit uncertain, and there's nothing really there to kind of give us a concrete base of, of evidence about alcohol. But but we we know that alcohol impairs our brain's ability to metabolize glucose glucose the sugar that is usually our brain's primary fuel um but alcohol is effective at making us nod off quicker so alcohol will affect our sleep in terms of it will make us tired after a period of time and you know after a night out you went to bed and you just fell asleep the problem is, is our sleep is not that deep we're in a light sleep and we have a few areas that, that that we really affect us when we drink alcohol so just because you fall asleep faster after a drink or two doesn't mean you get good quality um sleep that you really need basically our, our brain and body undergo the most important physiological functions um which i mean when you when we sleep which are like muscle growth tissue repair memory um all these areas i mean it's a real rest and recover a strategy is the body needs to actually rejuvenate itself for the next day. So having alcohol in our system can really impair these processes. And I want to talk about kind of four areas that really affect this um, pathway of our sleep quality when we have alcohol at nighttime. So maybe this resonates with you. Maybe you come home on, on a couple of nights a week and you have a couple of glasses of wine just to relax because you've had a very stressful day. Maybe it's towards the weekend. And the weekend is a time where we obviously need to wind down and rest and recover because we'll probably have an extra day off work and we'll, we, we've, we're we not as busy maybe at the weekend or maybe you're as busy, but you find yourself always running to a glass of wine or a beer in the evening to wind down. So once we understand the pathways of what it's doing, and we're not saying that alcohol, and I'm not saying alcohol is by any means a negative, it's, it's a very, very positive thing for a lot of people and it's massively in our culture in this country, but it's something that we need to understand when we have association with sleep, what it's doing. So the problem with alcohol, the number one problem is we get up to go to the toilet because it's, it is a diuretic. Um, 
the body will always meticulously keep its fluid balance using a series of hormones. And one of the hormones is our antidiuretic hormone, ADH. It's released by the pituitary gland and helps us to retain enough water to keep the blood pressure normal. Alcohol blocks this action. This can result in you waking up and, and wanting to go to loo through the night. So remember, our body is meticulous at keep, keeping fluid balance. So like I said, we have a hormone. It's called ADH, antidiuretic hormone. It's released by your pituitary gland. And this hormone helps the body to retain enough water to keep your blood pressure normal. And then the problem is our alcohol blocks this ADH action. So then straight away, what our body will do, it will want to go to the loo more. That's, that's the reason there. So getting up to go to the loo, guys, is something that's going to affect everybody. And it has affected me in the past when I be in prep, where my body just keeps waking up. And maybe I, I would be taking in like normally six liters of water per day and with my previous like job way before the gym days i worked quite late in the evening trained in the evening so there's a lot of fluids coming in so i found not alcohol but just from fluids late in the evening it did affect my sleep because i wanted to get up to the bathroom now you will resonate with this if you've had a few drinks at the weekend you possibly will wake up a couple of times in the night to go to the toilet the same when you drink alcohol in a pub um your body will uh, urinate a lot more you might even notice it but if you've counted how many times you went to the loo when you're out you, it would probably double of what you normally would. So that's the other thing as well. So the, the, the key thing here is that we are going to have an effect on sleep because we're going to be woken up. Remember now that alcohol blocks antidiuretic hormone action. And this will result in us waking up and wanting to go to the loo more. So that's number one that's going to cause a problem. Number two is alcohol is a vascu vasculator at moderate amounts, meaning it causes your blood vessels to widen, releasing heat. So you sweat more. That's the one thing. To cool your body, uh, to cool yourself, your body starts producing sweat, which can be pretty uncomfortable at nighttime. Night sweats can be another reason why you start to toss and turn and your body temperatures way off. So sweat is a huge problem. You know, when you've been in bed and you're really, really hot, it's very uncomfortable. You cannot get into a comfortable position. You can't um, get a good quality sleep going because your body keeps regulating its temperature up and down. And the problem is alcohol is a vasodilator. So it will um, cause blood vessels to widen, releasing heat. And then you start to sweat more. So if you went into bed and you ever noticed you got in the night sweats from maybe you didn't even think it was the alcohol, that now this could be one of the areas. So again, drinking alcohol, you might tend to sweat a little bit more in bed and your body tries to regulate its temperature a bit more. So again, you kind of toss and turn and you don't get a good quality sleep. So that's one thing alcohol can cause at nighttime as well. Um, your The next thing I would look at is your blood sugars. You, when you drink alcohol, your blood sugars will take a drop, a massive drop. Um, even though you're sleeping, your body will still need calories to repair cells and maintain normal function of breathing. So your body will always be utilizing calories. During sleep, your body turns to, turns to fat to fuel most tissue and to glucose to fuel the brain. So think about there is adamant amount of huge amounts of fat stores in the body and there's also stores of glucose because the brain needs about 120 grams of carbohydrates a day to function remember the brain plus the muscles plus the liver all will store and utilize carbohydrates so not just muscle tissue not just energy your brain needs energy to function so during sleep your body turns to fat to fuel most tissue and then your brain gets its uh, fuel from glucose and unfortunately alcohol 
hampers the body's process of generating adequate amounts of glucose for the brain, which will likely cause you to wake up with major cravings in the middle of the night or in the morning. You start to crave certain types of food. So think about that. Your body utilizes glucose at nighttime and alcohol hampers that process, stops, kind of blocks that process as such. So the brain is starved of glucose at nighttime. Hence, you wake up in the morning or during the night and you crave certain foods or you crave sugary, hyperpalatable foods because your body, your brain wants glucose. And glucose is carbohydrate. Remember, carbohydrates are broken down in the body into glucose. So this is one area that maybe you could um really see a problem and you could start to see okay i eat way more when i drink alcohol and i and, and these cravings start to, to to really heighten and this is one of the major reasons so something to think about your blood sugars are dropping and that's the problem so again most people when they go out maybe they don't drink or maybe sorry they don't eat food at after the night out but a lot of people do their takeaways their high palate hyper palatable foods because the body body is starving itself a little bit of glucose and then suddenly cravings get um, upregulated and then you start to crave certain types of food and normally it will be hyper palatable highly processed foods that really taste nice and you really want to get your hands on them so the next thing we look at then is you you you, you the key thing guys and you have to understand this is you do not get quality uh, quality sleep when you drink alcohol um, you do not get a lot of rim sleep so moderate doses of alcohol has shown to reduce the amount of time we spend in rapid eye movement rim rapid eye movement and why is this important because sleep is divided into rim sleep and non-rim sleep so we need to understand what sleep actually is sleep is divided into rim sleep rapid eye movement and non-rapid eye movement sleep it's believed that Rapid eye movement sleep is important for learning, memory, and brain development, which is why infants spend most of the time in this type of sleep than adults do. So remember, that as, a, as a child, you're trying to develop your memory, your learning skills, your brain development. So then you will you'll spend, a child will spend a lot of time in REM sleep. One study shows that adverse impacts of REM sleep deprivation on learning. So we've seen that, that studies have shown that adverse impact of you not getting enough REM sleep has affected learning. So in infants, it's really important that they get enough sleep. And that's why babies will sleep a lot. That's why as we as we as we age through that very early um, years, that the first month, second month, third month, fourth month, you will sleep quite a lot. Now, the, the, the study here where it was basically done with participants where they were taught a new skill and deprived of non REM sleep. Um, and then could recall what they had learned after sleeping, but those deprived of REM sleep could not. So the, the, the study that I'm talking about here was, was the participants were taught a new skill and then they were deprived of non-REM sleep and REM sleep. So then the problem there was that people who were deprived of non-REM sleep could recall the new skill they learned, but the people who were deprived of REM sleep could not recall so there's a huge huge thing so the importance of sleep on memory brain function and learning skills is huge so it's very 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 important guys we understand that so we have and, and not to go too deep into rim and non-rim sleep but you have light sleepers where you're just going into that first phase of sleep that's where an awful lot of people would would lie within and rim sleep is your deeper deeper sleep think of when you're dreaming and you're deep in a sleep that's your rim sleep so a lot of us are non-rim sleep people we don't get a lot of rim sleep like i'm a light sleeper so i wake a lot at night time and i know and i know that and it's just the way i am 
output and, and, and I would have my sleep pattern down as best I can. But again, I am just a light sleeper. So I spend a lot of time in non-REM sleep. And, 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 and again, I track my sleep. So I find that the aura ring is a very, very good and pretty accurate way of tracking your sleep. I just wear it on one of my fingers and basically it's uh, nice and nice and simple. Pop it on the finger and um, the, the, the pop it on the finger and basically I can track then my sleep at nighttime. So when I wake up in the morning, I can basically um, track what, what what my sleep has been. So I can look at when I fell asleep, how many hours I was asleep, the percentage of quality within that sleep. And then I can see the, the dividence of REM sleep and non-REM sleep. So it gives great feedback. Um to your sleep cycle and that's really really important so the real the real thing here guys is that a good night's sleep is essential for allowing your brain and body to to basically recover and recharge and it's important to get a minimum of somewhere i mean there's been talks around six to eight hours some people need 10 hours but i would always say to somebody look the key thing with sleep is whatever amount of sleep you can is available to you that you you don't know times you get to go to bed and times you get up try to make that amount of sleep as quality as possible but i mean realistically if we can get around six to seven hours at a minimum per night we can in, and ensure that these hours are quality as possible that's the most important thing so we need to understand as we talked about the through this podcast that alcohol can negatively affect your sleep so try to enjoy your alcohol as far from your sleep time as possible so if you do want to have a drink close to bedtime try to cap it at one standard drink just a glass of wine five out say just one standard glass of wine that's what i want you to think not having two or three but if you can keep it well away from your sleep cycle um which would be a lot better for you when you actually end up going to bed so very very important guys and i think this is a huge topic because so many people are deprived of sleep so many people are really struggling with their sleep cycle and so many people don't understand what sleep how important good quality sleep actually is so i just want to hit home with you there and hopefully this helps in terms of just understanding sleep on a deeper level and understanding what what one of the areas that you mightn't think affects your sleep how much it actually does and drinking alcohol close to your sleep time is going to affect that because the thing about it is we're, we're we're working all week we're training we're going to the gym we're doing all that you come to the weekend then maybe have a night out or two nights out and you have a good few drinks and then you go to bed the quality of the sleep is, is non-rim sleep it's not good quality sleep you're not getting into that rim sleep where we need to go we live a lot in the rim sleep realm so our body to to rejuvenate itself to recover and restore is affected um and then the problem is people start getting demotivated we see an upregulation in like we spoke about in in hunger your ghrelin your hormones your hunger hormone and then you're going to crave hyper palatable highly processed foods and the problem is then that's a spiral effect then you start to get even more down and even more demotivated because you've had foods off maybe off your general diet during the weekend and you feel like crap going into next week plus you've been your sleep hasn't been the quality it should be and then you will see that all that spirals into the effect of oh, sure, I'll have a drink, you're highly stressed again during the week and it all starts again. So it's really important that we understand the importance of getting a good night's sleep, understand the mechanisms of sleep and understand the, the, the stages of sleep that we need to get to. 
And as I say, I would highly recommend um, if you are into like, and the one thing about the aura ring, and I really like it is because the ease of use in terms of you pop it on your fingers, just like a normal ring, it's not cumbersome. Um, the data it gives is very, very good in terms of sleep. It also tracks your HRV. And we spoke about that in podcasts before, your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous system. And it tracks that and it's, it's kind of giving you a score um, on are you waking up in a more parasympathetic, a rest and digest state? Are you waking up in kind of a fight or flight stress state? And if we spend a lot of time in the sympathetic tone, we're going to have a rise in cortisol, down regulation, digestion, and a load of load of our other mechanisms in the body that are really going to affect us moving forward. So this is really important that we understand that. But I find the aura ring a fantastic tracker of sleep and I, it's something i've utilized for a good few years now and i find it works really really well and anybody i would have recommended it to they seem to be really really happy with it as well so that's definitely something that you could maybe utilize and you could use it for tracking your steps you could use it for tracking your workouts so it has a lot more mechanisms you can use it for but sleep is one huge thing that it originally kind of came out to track your sleep and your hrv your autonomic nervous system so just something to think about guys if you are wanted to wanting to look a little bit deeper into your sleep but just to recap again if you're going to have a few drinks during the week or a drink at, at during the week try to limit it to one if it's close to your sleep and if it's not if you can keep it if you're having two for instance try to keep it well away from your bedtime and this can help you massively to um uh, get a good quality night's sleep and we now know and hopefully from listening to this you know that um your sleep is so so important and it's something that needs 100% to be looked at and it needs to be really taken seriously because if you get good quality sleep you will feel better you're more motivated you're going to be more active you're going to be um, so much more happy in terms of your overall well-being and it's so important that you utilize that because if we're on our feet all day we're going we're highly stressed we're literally switched on all day go 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 from the first thing you get up in the morning to the last thing at night the most important thing too is your sleep so making sure that your your bedroom you have a comfortable bed you spend money on what you're sleeping on for years and years and years so spend the money there nice blacked out room where you have um we'll say a dark dark totally pitch dark room slightly cooler as well we spoke about body temperature with alcohol so body temperature is an issue so a slightly cooler room sleep with the window open if you can and then making sure all phones and all that electronic stuff is away from you completely as you sleep at night time so just a couple of things to think about from sleep hygiene point of view guys but you can jump back on a previous podcast that i would have done on this so hopefully that was helpful hopefully you can take something from it and hopefully you have a little bit of a deeper understanding of how important sleep is in a couple of areas around sweat and body temperature around blood sugars drops so you start to crave a little bit of foods around rim sleep and non-rim sleep and around um, getting up to go to the bathroom and why alcohol causes that remember the antidiuretic hormone it's released by the pituitary gland and helps retain enough water to keep your blood pressure normal but alcohol blocks this and the reaction then from it blocking is the result is you're waking up and wanting to go to the to the bathroom more so these are things you need to understand guys so it's just something to think about something that maybe you could look at your own daily schedule and say do you know what that resonates with me I, I do have a few drinks during the week and you know I do keep it quite close to my bedtime and it definitely affects my sleep so that's just something to think about something to say to yourself right maybe I can change a little bit of a process there and maybe if I really do want to have a drink at night time after work and I like doing it maybe twice a week I'm just going to have one glass of wine one standard glass now guys not filled to the top so a standard glass of wine 
and that can be something you can have and it will not affect your sleep because you're at a minimal dose but if really sleep is your number one priority i would suggest staying away from alcohol as much as possible keep it to the weekend and try to when you do go to the weekend that you're 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 not absolutely if sleep is a priority to you you really want to rejuvenate your body and help your body you're not binging on drink every weekend because you never get that quality sleep and you can see when you go out on the weekends how long it takes your body to get its kind of circadian rhythm it back into play your sleep cycle back into play it's really affected so you know you know the mechanisms of why it's affected so hopefully that was helpful guys any questions on this please don't hesitate to contact me direct on social media at coach.bobbyinright you can also um, email me at bobbyandrightfitness at gmail.com and again if you have any questions guys please reach out I'd be more than happy to give you my advice on this subject or any subject and again if you have anything that you would like me to speak about please screenshot the uh, podcast on your stories and ask put up a, a topic that you would like covered and I will see it if you tag me at coach.bobbyandright you'll get all this information in the show notes um, that would be brilliant, guys, because I will see it and then I will talk about that subject matter. So at least you're getting the best content you possibly can to help you on your journey. So again, guys, thanks a million for listening to another episode of Reach Your Peak Podcast with your host, Bobby Enright.